Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. We have been in a little series about being a crown or a cancer in regards to our marriage. Proverbs 12, verse 4 is where we've gotten our text from. And today is topic number three. And our subject matter today will be a little sensitive issue, matter that is really adult conversation. So just telling you that. So now if you have little ones near you, you may want to get them busy in another spot. But God's word tells us that a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. We've talked about the difference between being a crown that brings beauty to our husbands, that gives him honor, and the choice also to be a cancer, which is just the opposite, behaving in a way that would be a grievance to her husband. Being the third session, I want us to talk today and lastly about the fact that the crown belongs to the wearer. That seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Whoever is wearing that crown is the owner. So if you and I are going to be our husband's crown, we need to remember that we belong to him. That's really a blessing to belong to this man that God has given to us. Proverbs chapter 5 gives us some words that remind us of the possession of of our spouse and how we also belong to him. Listen to what it says. It says, drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. And let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Listen to the possession. How many times it says, thine own cistern, thine own well. Let them be thine own, thy fountain, and thy youth. It's showing possession. And also in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, we read, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. And let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. So these verses are reminding us that we do not own ourselves. If we are married, we belong to our husband. And Proverbs 5 is an admonition to the man to have his physical pleasures satisfied by his own wife. So I want us to understand today our responsibility as wives in regards to this physical relationship in marriage. You know, I really wrestled for just a few minutes before I decided that this is what God wanted me to share today It is a sensitive matter. It's not easy to talk about, but 
I thought, you know, the world bombards us with the lies of sexual matters. The world bombards us with a perversion of what God has made beautiful. And you and I as Christian women need to know the truth. And we know that we will find the truth in God's word. So for just a few minutes together today, let's talk about God's plan, God's design, and how he would have us respond if we are going to be the crown that belongs to our husband. I want us to understand that fulfilling this his need for physical intimacy should be a priority in our life. Now, you and I are really good about getting our little planner books at the beginning of the year and every day writing down all the things that we hope to accomplish. But physical intimacy probably isn't something that you write down. It's not something that would enter your thoughts, perhaps, to say, okay, Lord, help me to make time for this this week. But God tells us that it is our responsibility as a wife you know, if sometimes we would leave off some of the things that we may write down on our list, we would have the energy and the time at the end of the day to be able to fulfill this need in our husband's life. Because saying no to your husband in regard to this physical relationship goes back to our very first session on this in regards to respect. He sees it as saying no to him. It's dishonoring to him as a man, but it needs to be a priority in our lives. I think we also need to understand not only should be a, a priority, but fulfilling this need should be a pleasure because this is God's design. It was his plan for it to be pleasurable. And you know, your husband wants to be desired by you. It gives him confidence as a man. And we go back to that subject matter that we talked about a couple sessions ago that they have an ego. And this part of their life, it gives them confidence when they know they are desired by their wife. He knows that there's somebody that needs him. And that's you. There's somebody that will bolster him and empower him. And it's you. Your husband needs to know that you find pleasure in this part of your relationship. And it doesn't mean that you're just to endure it. We need to ask God to give us a right attitude about this part of our marriage. As in every other part, leave no doubt in your husband's mind that you love him. And I could so encourage you that if this is a struggle for you, if it's a struggle for you to think that it could be pleasurable and that it's honoring to God, can I just challenge you to pray about it? 1 John 5.14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Is this a part of God's will for your marriage? We just read in Proverbs and in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it is God's will. So if you're struggling with right thinking about it or that it seems wrong and ugly and dirty, make it a matter of prayer. You see, God created you and he created intimacy in marriage. And in the marriage bonds, scripture tells us that it is honorable and the bed is undefiled. 
So it's important for us to understand that this is a part of God's design. He will help you to think right. He will help you to respond right. And he will even give you wisdom to know how to prioritize your husband's needs. Listen, over your children, your home, or outside responsibilities. A lot of times when children come along, then this part of our marriage gets pushed aside because the children have become a priority. There are some things that we can do to be able to make this right in God's eyes and that we can be what God would desire for us to be in honoring our husband in this physical part of our relationship. Just in a practical way, can I encourage you, if you have children in your home, young children, put them to bed at a regular time each night. So they're in their bed and you sleep in your bed. That would mean don't allow them to sleep with you. Put them in their own bed and put them there at a regular time each night. You can also provide for the privacy that you need and intimacy in your relationship by just always going to bed with your door shut in your bedroom. Close the door. Be sure that if there's any kind of grievance that has come between you and your husband that day, that you reconcile it before you go to sleep. Make it right. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You know, I love those signs that you see everywhere. One of them says, always kiss me goodnight. That's really a good slogan to live by. Don't go to sleep without kissing goodnight. I oftentimes think about women who have lost their husbands who go to bed alone now and would love the opportunity to kiss their husband goodnight one more time. It's easy to get into bed and just be so exhausted and drift off very quickly, but realize that kissing goodnight is a sweet, blessed way to end the day. I would even encourage you, as my husband started this years ago, that we would hold hands together and pray before we go to sleep. And if you can ask your husband if he would do that and lead you in that prayer, it would be a precious part of your relationship even as you go to sleep. But also in regard to this physical relationship, sometimes you be the initiator. You know, the greatest priority of our lives should be to love our husband. When we go back to Proverbs chapter 5, it says in verse 19, let her be the loving hind and the pleasant roe. And I have in my mind, let her be loving and pleasant. You know, sometimes it's easy to be loving and pleasant everywhere else except for towards our husband. But this scripture says, let her be the loving hind and the pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. So that's a responsibility that you and I have is to make ourselves available to our husband. It says at all times. Proverbs goes on to ask, why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his goings. We know that God sees and he hears when we disobey or when we gossip. But we need to understand here this is saying the eyes of the Lord are are seeing what we're doing. He sees whether or not we are being obedient in this area of physical intimacy with our husband. He belongs to you. 
You are his crown and you belong to him. So we need to honor God and honor our husband in this sacred part of our relationship. When a person has bone cancers, the doctors have to determine whether that cancer has started in the bone or if the cancer started somewhere else and then metastasized to the bone. You and I need to look at our husband and determine if we have caused a cancer in his bones. Let's be a crown like that of that homecoming queen that never wanted to take her crown off. Why would we even want to settle for a marriage that is less than God desires it to be? If you were going to be crowned the queen of something, would you settle for a stocking cap? No, we want the crown. Don't let your husband settle for less than having a crown for a wife. Are you being a crown or are you being a cancer? Why does it even matter? 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. We are to be a crown to our husbands because we love the Lord and we're looking for his appearing. And at that time, we will receive a crown that we can lay at his feet. We will have finished our course and the ministry of the marriage that God has given to us now. We will be able to say, Lord, I give you the crown because you are worthy. I pray that God will richly bless your marriage. You can go to my blog at refreshher.com and get more encouragement and refreshment for your life. Thank you for listening today.